Hello everyone, my name is Andy Spiteri, and I'm the host of the ZeldaCast, and the Omega Metroid Podcast, and Virtual Theater. As you can tell, I really love podcasting. After almost six years of the ZeldaCast, five years of Virtual Theater, and four years of the Omega Metroid Podcast, I swore that I would never make another podcast, but here I am today, excited to announce not one, not two, but three extra bonus shows that you can get each month on my newly reimagined Patreon channel, available at patreon.com forward slash spnet. You'll have your choice of bonus shows, depending on which tiers you choose to sign up for. Each podcast has its own monthly bonus show. The ZeldaCast will have the ZeldaCast Top 10s, where we can have some fun and give out a classic ranking on different topics each month with a different guest. Omega Metroid will continue with the Great Metroid Area Ranking, where we are ranking every single area in the Metroid series. And Virtual Theater will debut the Spiteri's Review, a show where my wife and I will give some thoughts on movies or shows old and new. There's also an ultimate tier that will get you access to all of these bonus shows if you really want to take your Spiteri podcasting to the next level. If that isn't enough, all shows feature a level of interactivity where patrons can weigh in and vote on which topics, shows, and areas we discuss next. Membership starts at as little as $1 a month, so I'm hoping you'll check out all the great bonus content that's going to be coming your way on patreon.com forward slash spnet. Whatever your bonus show of choice, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope to be able to see you over at patreon.com forward slash spnet. To the Zelda cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined by Allison Aletha. Was that loud enough for you, Al? How you doing? That was good, yeah. Decent, I guess. I know some people like complain about it, but every week I just find it hilarious. Not the loudest like, I've ever done. No. Could be loud. I have to I have to, I feel like I have to gear up for it. But I feel like, yeah, in recent months you've kind of dialed it down a bit. People are getting to you, man. Yeah, somebody told me to smarten up with the uh with the loud with the loud intro, um, which, you know, I was like, oh, okay, maybe maybe I should save it and use it more as like a secret weapon when people don't expect it, you know, like I did at the marathon. Yeah, that was hilarious. That was good. Although I think we like talked you into doing that. And That's true. You're like, no, I don't want to. And then you finally did. And it was great. Like out of nowhere, too. <laughs> but the but the thing was, is that that you guys said I had to do it. And I was like, okay, and then waited for a while and then just busted it out out of nowhere. And, and scared the, the poop out of everybody while we were in uh, the fire temple. That's the key. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, what, uh, what's going on, man? It's it, I had kind of a weird a weird week where it felt like a super, super long week. Because I was thinking, like, man, I haven't talked to Al in a while. And, and I guess it really, you know, it's been since a week ago. But uh, yeah. it was a long week. Um, yeah, I mean, my week was pretty normal, but yeah, you had a lot going on, so I I can understand that feeling, but for me, it's been fine, just 
playing Baldur's Gate and enjoying life, I guess. <laughs> um, well, for anybody watching us on twitch.tv forward slash the ZeldaCast, you would have seen me go to drink some coffee and miss my mouth, and my coffee just <laughs> hit my sweater and my beard. And with that said, I'm ready to go this week. I'm ready. Um, <laughs> I, I, love, I love these weeks because... Uh, well, frankly, we don't have to do a whole lot to, other yeah. than just answer the great questions and uh, and comments that uh, that you, the listener, have submitted to us. And um, we got a lot of oh boy, we we got a lot of stuff to get to here. Um, we got a lot of, of questions to answer, so I think that we should just dive in and get going here. But I do want to say I'm looking over in our chat, uh, and we have a we have a first time commenter. From Lil Grandpa. <laughs> and they say, what's your favorite season? Uh, you know what? I think if you would have asked me, Al, I would have said fall. Because it's not too hot. It's not too cold. My birthday's there. Thanksgiving's there. Uh, Halloween's there. But, I, you know, as I get older, I think I just I'm gonna be one of those guys. It's just like, I, you know, I love summer. Like, I, uh, summer's got to be the way. It's nice. I'm, wear flip-flops. I hate summer. <laughs> And I, I mean, I really like, I have a lot of really cute clothes for summer, so I like that, but I just don't like being in the heat. I don't like sweating, and I don't like being miserable, and that's what it is like in the summer, at least for where I live, where sometimes it gets to 117 degrees. Right. Um, I'm a fall person. I am one of those basics that loves fall, loves the, like, the color changes, loves decorating, loves pumpkin spice. I love it all. So yesterday was the first day of fall. I've been celebrating fall since August. So whatever. It's mm. like, I wish it was like this all year round. 70s, perfect. Oh, I don't know what 70s equates to for me, but like, like you're right. Like I, I love the scenery. Of, like in terms of scenery, fall is definitely Aesthetics the best. are great. Yes, yes, definitely. It's just, you know, in Calgary, there's, there's a little bit too much of a chill for, for what, like I like to sit outside on my, on my, balcony not my balcony rather my my porch that's the that's the word i was looking for and uh you know spend a couple minutes outside and you know, it's a little bit crisp in the fall time but summertime you can just stay out there you can gaze up at the stars so I, yeah I, I think i think it's gonna be honestly i think it's gonna be summer for me although i think you can make a case for every season except for winter i don't like i mean Winter here is not horrible because we don't get a well sometimes we do but we never usually get a lot of snow so for me it's fine and I think snow is beautiful when you look at it I don't like being yeah. in it though um yeah I like snow except for driving when when there's it's snow horrible. that's the worst yeah. but mm -hmm. the, it's not the snow it's the cold like there the like Calgary can get really cold like there is yeah. there's some spells where it's just like minus thirty which I don't know what that is for you but it's freezing. It's a lot. Um, um, so yeah, yeah I that, that I would like take winter of the up, Like in the fall time too, I like wearing my little sweatshirts and stuff. Um, I'm going to order some ZD sweatshirts here pretty soon, some crew necks hey. that we've got. So, you know, if you want to match, head on over there. All right. Well, uh, and by the way, this this hoodie that I'm wearing right now is also, uh, it's a retro Zelda Dungeon shirt, but it's available at the uh, Omega Metroid. I, I, have that one. Yeah. I, I, I think you do. This is, I had a t-shirt of this and this got stolen out of my car when I left it in the parking lot. When oh, I got, that's when I got great. Married. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> God, what a story. What a story. All right, <laughs> let's get to these questions here. We asked you guys for your Zelda questions. It's been a hot minute since we've done a Q&A and uh, we decided that, uh, you know, it was time to bring it back and, and see what you guys, you know, see what was on your mind after uh, 
having the last direct to go down and digest and all the Switch 2 rumors and all the, the no DLC for Tears of the Kingdom. There's a lot of stuff going on here, so let's get to it. Our first question is from Torin Gaming, and it is, if the ancient hero's aspect makes Link a Zonai, which is not confirmed, why does Link look more beast-like than an actual Zonai, i.e. he looks like a dog uh, with feet, snout, tail, etc., etc.? Uh, I mean, it does kind of look more canine than goat, which I think Zonai look more goat to me, but I, I don't know. I guess I didn't really overthink this one. I, to me, it just looked like more of a mask than he was like literally transforming. I don't know if you thought that same way. Um, I mean, it definitely looked like his whole form looked different. And I, for one, thought it looked Zonai, but I also... I didn't think, like, beast-like as in a dog, but I thought beast-like as in, like, he kind of looked like Ganondorf in a way with the red hair and, like, um, like Beast Ganon with the tail. And so I was just like, why does he look so similar to Ganondorf? It's so odd to me rather than, like, a Zonai. Hmm. So I don't know. I, I, But at the same time, I also, like, was like, oh, he looks just like the hero in the, in the not the mural, but the the I know what canvas. you mean. The, yeah. Um, and with the red hair and, the, and having like the green and the blue, so I just I was Tapestry. like, oh, he kind of looks the like. Word. There we go. Thank you. I was like, oh, he looks like that hero, and I, and so I was really excited because I was like, oh, maybe he's the hero from that story. So we really don't have much confirmation about what this is. It's just that it says a hero from a long time ago. I'm pretty sure something yeah. of that nature. So there's really no confirmation on who or what he is, but it's still a cool. I thought it was a really cool reward, in my opinion. It's very op if you upgrade it completely like it's just insane so it's yeah. really cool uh yeah i agree i i like it a lot i i think i said before like i think it's gonna be like the fierce deity like i think it's this look is gonna stay around for yeah. the foreseeable yep. future and you know what this could have been something where you know you remember how a numo was trying to feed us that line about like oh we 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 don't have any more ideas we we set out to accomplish or we accomplished everything we set out to for dlc mm-hmm. this is something you could have expanded upon with dlc my friend mm-hmm. um but alas, uh, I guess not. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I can see what they're saying. You do it does kind of look canine esque. I, I can see that, but I I guess I never like fully viewed it as like a complete transformation. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh that's a good question though. Um, this is from our pal Gameworm. This is a loaded question. What do you guys think, or what's your opinion on weapon durability in Tears of the Kingdom? What do you think, Al? It's different than Breath of the Wild. Like, Breath yeah. of the Wild, find a sword, you use it enough, it breaks. And I could understand why people thought that was frustrating. I thought it was okay, not a big deal. It kind of helped me, like, I don't know, utilize all my weapons more than just having a favorite. Um, in Tears, it's different because you can fuse stuff. And I remember when we were first talking about Tears and we were both like, we don't really use fuse, but then, like, Clearly, the game is encouraging you to use Fuse the further mm-hmm. you play. It helps immensely. And I actually find it really fun. Like, the weapon durability makes it so that you have to find creative ways to Fuse. And people have found some, like, insane, like, attack hits with different fusing and, like, different weapons and different uh, materials. And so I think that makes it, like, actually a lot more fun than it was in Breath of the Wild. Like... The, the durability is worth it in this game because you can have fun being creative with your weapons. Yeah, I you pretty much took the words out of my mouth. I think it's I think it's significantly better than Breath of the Wild. And it feels yep. less 
like less annoying when your when your weapons break. Probably because fuse extends their like lifespan a little bit, or like you can mm-hmm. you can use a weapon, it'll start flashing red, then you can fuse it, and then it's almost like you get a second chance with that weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like yeah, like I, I feel like it's a lot more like tactical, and you and you get you don't feel cheated when your when your weapon breaks, and sometimes. You know, sometimes that can happen in uh, in Breath of the Wild, and and there's you know there's also the the added element too of like um, the materials, and you, and you kind of start to piece together like how long they last and stuff like that. So you can kind of start figuring out. So for example, like um, you've got like a million Gibdo parts after you do the the Gerudo area, and uh, so I was like, man, these are powerful, sweet. So I'm fusing them to swords, and they break in like two seconds, and right. so. It, it it occurs to me that these are like a far far better thing to to fuse with an arrow rather right. than like a the sword and that, and that made me feel clever it made me feel smart um, and it was kind of like a, an experimenting mixing matching kind of thing where I found like I I found like I felt something that like I I had something that really worked and and I don't think that you get that in Breath of the Wild where I do think that like in Tears of the Kingdom um, it's just it's less egregious and I feel like. I mean, you know, the, the the good thing too is that weapons, if you're if you're fusing them, just generally last longer, um, mm-hmm. as well. So, so I, I think all around it is improved. I, I get why people are like upset that you still, you know, can break your weapons in Tears of the Kingdom, but like I I do think that if you don't have that system, um, it's very possible that you pick up like a, a sweet sword in the first hour of the game and spend the next two hundred hours just using that sword, which is yeah. You know, it, it's. I mean, maybe that doesn't sound horrible to some players, um, but I think like a, a big part of, I mean, especially Tears of the Kingdom, is messing around with fuse and, and finding like, you know, that that diversity in gameplay. So I I understand why it's there, and I think that if it was going to be there, it's way better than it was in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I agree. I also want to point out that like aside from also like the hit points being improved and like the the how long they last. Also, it's, like, really fun to play with the aesthetics. Like, some of the Lionel stuff that you attach to swords is so cool-looking. Like, you got the really long, like, I don't know, kind of just sword-looking thing, and you fuse it with a sword, and you got this, like, really cool, long, like, curved sword. Or one of the antlers, if you fuse it with, like, a great sword, then you got this cool, like, giant... It looks like you're carrying around a weird... Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like, piece of horn that looks... Like it could be a chandelier or something. I don't know, but it's so cool looking. So that was also really fun. Is like, yes, my weapons broke, but then I was like, okay, what else can I fuse? What else can I make look cool? What else can I make more powerful? You know? Yeah. It just made it a lot more fun. There's a lot more like custom customization. I was gonna say custom ability, but that's not a word. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, you know, I was actually um, on Friday night. I went out for for dinner with a couple friends of mine, and and one of them is uh one of my friends her husband is like uh like he's he's getting into the world of game development and he's like he's like a zelda fan but not a big zelda fan and he hasn't played tears of the kingdom and he was like you know like what's what's this game about like is it good if i've played breath of the wild and like i i actually pointed out fuse specifically because i was like you know if, if you like crafting and gameplay and like if that's like if your enjoyment of a game is weighted in those areas like i I think you could argue that like Breath or uh, Tears of the Kingdom is one of the, the greatest games ever made. Like mm-hmm. the amount of stuff you can do in this game and create and and build and fuse. I mean, to your point, you have like swords that have like these antlers or Gleok wings on them. Like it looks mm-hmm. unbelievable. So like the the amount of stuff that you can do is is astronomical. Um, so yep. I mean, if you're if you're like a gameplay head, like if that's your thing, 
and everything else is kind of secondary. Like this is probably one of the best games that you've ever played. Yeah. So it's pretty incredible. Um, okay. A couple cool questions here from Mar. Um, what are your feelings about the lack of Triforce in Breath of the Wild slash Tears of the Kingdom? Does it make it feel less Zelda to you? Does the unclear connection to the rest actually? We'll save that. Let's just uh, let's go to the first part there. What do you feel about the lack of Triforce in these games? I mean, I I did think it was odd in Breath of the Wild, and you see it kind of at the end, and you see it in um like the architecture. You see like uh it carved into places on the floor and etc. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'm. I don't think I really paid attention to missing it in Tears of the Kingdom because there was so much Zonai stuff going on yeah. that I was more interested in learning more about Zonai than Hylian, Hylia lore with the Triforce. I was kind of like, ooh, this is new, this is exciting, I want to learn more about this lore, this power, um, etc. So I guess I didn't really pay attention to missing it that much, but I do agree that it still is kind of weird how it's like not a pri- uh, priority is not the right word, but not a focus in these games because that is very Zelda-like. But I think I'm okay with it because sometimes you just need a breath of fresh air, something new. I'm sure we'll get back to it in the future, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, I felt uh, like I felt like it didn't bother me at all in Tears of the Kingdom, like at mm-hmm. all. And, um, and I feel like, like I remember when I played breath of the wild and finished it i was like oh that was that's weird there wasn't a single mention of the triforce at all in that game mm-hmm. um but even then like i i just i thought it was weird but it didn't bother me because i mean like it, you, you have your own self-contained world and story and everything like that going on in those games so yeah like i i guess like it's like well like what else do you want to you know do you want to revisit like the like the lore of the Triforce, we already know how it was created. We already know, you know, the three goddesses. We know, we know that story. We know that it splits up and it's chosen all of its champions across, you know, destiny and fate and all that stuff. So, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess, like, uh, other than just kind of being like a MacGuffin and or like a something that you have to go and and acquire, like, what does it add to the story? I'm not sure. I like I I thought it was weird, but it, I also didn't miss it necessarily either. Yeah. Like it it didn't not feel like a Zelda game because the Triforce wasn't there. Yeah. I'm and there's other games where the Triforce isn't a focus. Like I'm pretty sure Majora's Mask doesn't have a lot of No. Triforce talk in it. I mean, it's a sequel to Ocarina of Time which was Triforce heavy, but I didn't like I didn't miss it in Majora's Mask because I just I know it's there. I know it's present in the Zelda series and the Zelda lore. But I don't think I need it to be a focal point in every single game. So I'm okay. I mean, like, like even, like, Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword, like, those are, you know, the I'll, I'll, I'll put in quotations here. Like, those are, like, main, like, main story Zelda games, right? Where you learn about, like, the hero and Triforce and, and World of Hyrule, stuff like that. And, like, I don't think that they're overly... You know, they they don't spend a lot of time on the Triforce necessarily in those games, right? Like, yeah, but they're more present for sure than Breath of the yes. Wild and Tears. Like in Twilight yes. Princess, you got them on their hands. In Skyward Sword, you got them in the last temple. You got to find the pieces. Yeah, I, I mean, well, I guess Skyward Sword is a bad example because you literally get the Triforce, but like, yeah. <laughs> like, like the the duration of the game. I guess my point is, it's not like it was building up this moment where it's like. We got we got to find the Triforce. We got to, like mm-hmm. like Ocarina of Time, Link to the Past, Legend of Zelda. Those games are very much like 
you know, the Triforce is your quest. Like, that's what you yeah. got to do. Um, and, and I feel like it's okay to not have that in Breath of the Wild and, and Tears of the Kingdom. And frankly, any other Zelda game that needs it. Like, like the series is so established now that it's, you know, you can do whatever you want. Um, mm-hmm. Which leads us to our next question, actually, also from Mar. Um, does the unclear connection to the rest of the timeline and previously established lore bother you? I've heard a lot of longtime fans express frustration with that and say a return to the classics is in order, not just for a linear game instead of an open world, but also for a more traditional Zelda storytelling, specifically with a focus on the Triforce. Um, no, that, that it, it doesn't bother me. I'm not one of those guys. I, you know what? I, I hate the timeline to be, to be honest with you. I just, I think it's, I think it's kind of lame. Um, and I'm, and I'm, I'm not trying to like make it seem like it's, I know it's important to some Zelda fans and, uh, you know, but I, I guess the thing about the timeline for me is like, it's kind of one of those things that's like, it's fun to do in like your own way. Like you can, you could piece the clues together and you can, you know, you can map out your own theories about it. But like when Nintendo officially came out and revealed like, this is the timeline I feel like that just like immediately took away all of the the luster from the timeline talk. Like you had a little bit of discussion about it after, but I feel like it really died down like after Breath of the Wild came out. And and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, Nintendo clearly doesn't care about the timeline. So like why should we fans care about the timeline? Mm-hmm. And and myself personally, I just like I don't know, I guess it I feel like it just doesn't matter to me. Like it it's right. I, I like I don't know how else to say it. You know, like I, it, it doesn't, it doesn't impact like what's happening in the game I'm playing. And maybe if it did, then I would care more about it. But it, you know, each game is really its own self-contained thing with just little Easter eggs and and callbacks and stuff like that. And I like those. I feel like that's fine. But but I'm not like if I'm playing Four Swords Adventures, I'm not looking for clues in the game to see when it takes place. Like that's just you know, I think yeah. you're kind of looking for the forest through the trees at that point, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've always liked the timeline. I think it's cool. I really like being able to piece things together, um, and to see them visually and to be like, it makes sense why this belongs here. It makes sense why this belongs here. Um, I always thought the, like the breakdown into the three different timelines was cool. Um, but when it, when breath of the wild came out, I feel like I definitely kind of, I want to say like lost my, interest in it it was just more like it kind of like died down a little bit or calmed down a little bit because i was like okay this kind of feels like its own thing yes it references all the other not all the other but a bunch of the other uh games um or instances of stuff that has happened um and that's okay with me like i was like it takes place ten thousand years after one event that's still in within breath of the wild's timeline so to me, I was like, that is a lot of time. And you don't even know how much time before that calam- that first calamity happened the rest of the timeline. So for me, it's like way beyond the timeline. And I'm like, it's okay to be so far out there that it's its own thing at this point. And I was like, that's fine. In my brain, I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that I've ever had an issue with lore and connections wise is between Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, as we've talked in previous weeks. But I'll get over it. Right. It's okay. No, I, like, and, I I feel like that's sorry to interrupt. I just I feel like that's a little bit different. Like that's a direct, is, yeah, direct yeah. sequel. 
Yeah. So that's why it bugged me there. But for the rest of the series, I'm like, it's okay to have you. In fact, it could be like a parallel time. Like it could just, our timeline is over here. It could be its own thing over here in its own pocket. And I'm okay with that. Like, it's fine. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people forget the series is called The Legend of Zelda. Legends don't have to fit necessarily into mm-hmm. a, a tight, connected box. Like, there could be some gray area in there and, like, a little bit of, of he said, she said when you're when you're explaining this, uh, mm-hmm. this series of events and stuff like that. So, um, one thing to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I And I don't want to make it seem like I'm, I'm dismissing the people that, that do care about it and that are upset about it. I think that... Uh, like, I think that at least you can say with Tears of the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild, that they offer you a lot of Easter eggs and and <laughs> discussable points. How about that mm-hmm. for, for the timeline? Yeah. Um, all right. This is from Corey Richman. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's your personal take on all of the hero of blank outfits that you can find in the depths, along with stuff like the Majora's Mask, Zant's Helmet, Phantom Armor, etc.? Um Innocent Easter eggs or lore breaking. So as we just kind of said, um, I feel, I mean, I feel like these are like, they're, they're basically like Easter eggs. They're, Mm -hmm. they're there. Um, They are clearly an homage and a callback to previous games. And, and I'm totally fine with that. I like, I don't know. I don't, I've never opened up like a, like a chest be like oh wow majora's mask oh no an ancient evil is about to overtake me if i put this on kind of thing yeah um so yeah i, I think like i to me it, it doesn't it doesn't break any kind of lore at all um you know this is the same game where like link's wearing a nintendo switch t-shirt as a pre-order bonus right so like yeah just oh yeah me. yeah that's a good point um I'm kind of in agreement. Like, I think it's mostly, like, kind of Easter egg stuff. Just call little backs to past games. Especially in Breath of the Wild because they were, uh, like, not DLC, but Amiibo locked. Yeah. So, to me, it was, like, it's not even in-game. But they changed that with Tears. So, I just feel like it's more, like, with being able to customize what uh, Link wears. It was probably Nintendo's way of saying, like, hey, we understand we kind of got rid of the old do. Here's the old do if you want to wear it. You know, and here's yeah. the different styles. I just, it wasn't really more like an in-game lore type of thing. I know sometimes the descriptions are like, said to be worn by the hero of time. And it's like, maybe that somebody like just designed it after what the hero of time looked like from whatever book they read or something. You know oh, what I mean? Man. I think this answers Corey's next question. I was, was going to say, you've got ESP. Because let's, <laughs> let's just throw it out there right now. So his next question is, do you feel like there could be any possible in-world explanation for why that stuff all exists? And you just nailed it right there. Yeah, There's clearly fashion in Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom if Cece and her apprentices are any indication. So um, uh, people care about clothing and maybe somebody opened a book and was like, oh, check out all these old hero garbs. I'm going to make them, you know? I I think that's exactly it. And again, it goes back to the whole like, it's called the Legend of Zelda. So, like you, you've probably read about the Hero of Time. You've probably read about the Hero of Wind. You probably know about Zant or Majora's mm-hmm. Mask or the Phantoms. And it's just like, you know, maybe, maybe somebody built some armor as an homage to those stories or to those characters, real or fictional or whatever they may be in that world. But I, I think that's the, I think that's the answer right there. Um, so, like, I mean, really, like, not, not that far fetched. I, I don't think. So yeah, um, okay. Let's uh, let's keep going here. This is another one from Torin, um, and they ask. I have a slightly stupid question for the podcast. You know what? 
The only such thing as a stupid question is a question unasked. My father told me that. Um, could it be possible that Raru in Ocarina of Time is the same Raru in Tears of the Kingdom? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, anything's possible, but I think these are two very, very different characters. I think Raru in, Ho- in Ocarina of Time is clearly Hylian. Yeah. And Raru in Tears is is not uh, Zonai. So yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's a dumb question because when I heard his name, I was like, Raru, you know, like I got all hyped up and I was like, okay, clearly it's a different person. But we have a lot of that in, in Zelda where a name is reused, but they're a different yeah. person, different entity altogether. So I'm, I'm pretty sure they're different. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Um, I mean, but here's the thing is like, we really don't know still a lot about the Zonai at all. Sure. Who's to say that they don't have, you know, some kind of, I don't know, reincarnation or shape shifting or whatever it may be. Maybe a spirit goes to some, and it's, it's certainly possible, but it does seem fairly unlikely. Um, especially going back to the, the timeline business that we just talked about. It says, it seems like these are kind of their, their own thing, like their own, like, universe if you will within the zelda universe as a as a greater whole um but hey i i mean it's possible it's not uh you know goat owl that's not both uh they're both animals they're both animals (laughs) i was looking for something more more concrete but i guess that's as good as we get um all right you know what let's quickly answer a question in chat here this is from little grandpa again what a sick name what's your favorite zelda game just really quickly Ocarina By the way, Al, we got to submit Best Zelda Ever list. I was talking to Rod about that. We're on oh, the, we're when on the is that due? Uh, not for a little while, still. So. Okay. Um, Ocarina of Time. Ocarina right of now. Time. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. This is from our pal Update the Page. And I'm excited to talk about this because we're going to move away from Zelda for a second and talk about uh, Nintendo hardware. Question. Do you think the Switch 2 will be another gamepad mobile type machine in line with the Wii U and Switch, or will it be a more traditional console? Also, if it is a more traditional, do you see Nintendo making a 2D Zelda game for the OG Switch? The OLED still has some life in it as it's only two years old. Great question. Uh, Okay, I'm going to take the lead on this, if I may. Okay. Um, I think that the Switch 2 is going to be let's use an analogy i think the switch 2 is going to be what the 3ds was to the ds if the ds is the switch right now if that makes sense okay yeah so like same same kind of idea more powerful hardware more power just more power to it um greater processing less load time stuff like that that makes sense to me that they would keep the same gimmick that's been so successful and just maybe like maybe they Maybe they come out and and have like a couple different options when you, you know, when when you go to purchase it. So like you maybe you have three options for this for the Switch Two. Your 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 base option is the you know, the basically the Switch that we have now, but more powerful. You can dock it, you can play it on your TV, or you could take it out. You could play it handheld, um, and I think that's going to be the base model of Switch Two. Maybe there is also a model like the Switch Lite where it only works handheld, and mm-hmm. um, and that's fine. And maybe there's like a really souped up option, like like you've seen with Xbox and, and PlayStation do, where it only plays docked, and you know it's you're all your fancy schmancy graphics and stuff are on there. I, I could see that um, certainly, but I like I think like I think the next gimmick of the console has to stay the same, right? Like they, mm-hmm. I just I I don't see them after the Wii U debacle 
like trying to reinvent the wheel again when, you know, I, I like, I love Nintendo for being innovative and always taking risks and, and beating to their own drum. But there is a point where it's just like, man, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I personally, here's as a consumer, and I look at the switch and I was like, this was so successful. This was so, this is so good. People love the switch. Um, my brother, Andy, he was talking about the switch the other day. Cause I told him it's potentially done. Like it's lifespan is over. And he was like, no, I mean, it's not powerful, but like the switch is dope. Like don't get rid of the switch. I'm like, they're not going to get rid of it. I think it's just going to be an upgrade. And I yeah. think it's going to be backwards compatible because people have been buying these games for six plus years. I would be really upset if I couldn't play the switch games on my new, the switch two or whatever. Um, yes. The online store is going to be the same, but now you have a powerful enough system that you can start doing more and having innovative ideas, but with your games rather than your console. So that's what I want. That's what I hope. That's what I think. I just think it would be dumb to go away from what they're doing right now. Because I know in console years, six years is a long time, but me as a consumer, that's not a long time. You know, I feel like I want to continue this era we're in. Mm Mm-hmm. I just like I I have to I have to believe like they are making a new console that's going to play Switch games and mm-hmm. not just Switch 2 games like I it would be unfathomable to me if they were just like here's the the Nintendo like I don't know 86 that plays cartridges that are that are shaped like a a W mm-hmm. or something like that and it's just like what like in mm-hmm. and that's what they should have done with uh, with the Wii U. Like that's what that console and and in some ways it was because it did play Wii games and it did play like it's just that I I think they have to clearly establish that this is a new console because I think a lot of people didn't think that about the Wii U. And I right. think that they they have to like they have to launch it at the right price because if you remember like when they launched the 3DS it was quite expensive, way too expensive mm-hmm. and it bombed and they had to really quickly drop the price by like a significant margin to get people to buy oh, it. Okay. Um and then like I yeah, I think that and I think Nintendo's learned their lesson. Like I I I do. Like I think that both of those, you know, new console releases had issues and and I think that they're probably going to play it a little bit more safe as they probably should. And, and I, but I wouldn't be surprised if there were, like I said, those other two models or maybe it's just a handheld, maybe it's just a, a console dock. But I think like the overall experience, like I think that you could take Breath of the Wild, which released day one for the Switch and plug that into any version of the Switch too and it's going to work. It's going to play. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And especially with all these ports, all these, yeah. all the like NSO stuff with the, you know, the Game Boy, the SNES, NES, et cetera. Like you should be able to turn on the Switch too and play any of those yeah, totally. Um, another thing I struggle with moving on from the Switch is all the Joy-Cons. Like, I've bought quite a few Joy-Cons. I want to be able to still use those, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, Joy-Con drift is a thing. But um, I I want to still be able to use those without my, like, having to dig out my Switch to do it if the Switch is, like, dying and I'm going to the Switch 2. I want to be able to plug those in in some way. Dude, check, I don't know how they're going to do that. Oh, nice. That's lovely. I got my Skyward Sword Wiimote playing Metroid Prime <laughs> 3 on my PC right now. I'm like, I yeah. love it. <laughs> um, but you know what I'm saying? It's just like I've spent a lot of money on Joy-Cons because they're, they're expensive. Yeah. And I wanted to because I think they're awesome. I think they're a really awesome tool for playing these games. Um, 
and for being able to pull out your Switch and play it handheld. So I don't know how they're going to do that if they're trying to make a new console and kind of move away maybe a little bit, but I'd really like to be able to just plug my Joy-Cons into whatever new system. I agree. I, I think... I, I think that they'll they'll have something where like Joy Cons will work with the Switch Two. If 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 for whatever reason the Switch Two does not use Joy Cons primarily, like I think it'll kind of be like the Wii U, how like it had the gamepad, but you could also hook up your your Wiimote yeah, and use okay. it like yeah. that. Like yeah, I just I just don't see them completely moving away from from the Switch. I yeah, just I don't think made, that would be, make sense. What if they did kind of go back a step and went back to kind of the Wii U gamepad? Like, they oh. had the console. Oh. No, just hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> it's like the pure pad update to the Sheikah Slate, okay? Um, you've so you've got a console now, and it's, like, there. But you have a gamepad, and that's where you would use your Joy-Cons. Or just be like, I don't want to play on my console. I want to play on this, on my gamepad. Kind of like... I, I mean, I could pad. see it. Yeah, I could see it. Um, I hope they don't. I, oh, golly, I hated that gamepad. It's <laughs> just like... You know, like I feel like some of the some of the toys my two year old nephew plays with are more solid than that gamepad. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I I what you're saying, I could see like if there was some peripheral, like a different type of controller that maybe there was attachments to put to put Joy Cons on. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I I, mean, I, I guess we'll that. see. You have the one that you can like hook your Joy Cons on it, and it becomes a controller. You got that thing, yeah. but I didn't really like that thing. So, really, I, I use that a lot actually at the beginning. I like the Pro controller. I think it's really nice and sleek and smooth and thinner than all the other controllers in the game. So I I play my games kind of like like an orangutan. Like I have one Joy-Con in my hand, like behind my head, and the other one's like over in the side, <laughs> and I'm just kind of like doodling around like this, I and, like, like lying to on the couch, like just like slouch out on the couch and have yeah. my arms out and just Joy-Con. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so second part of this question here. Um, do you see Nintendo making a 2D Zelda game for the OG Switch? The OLED still has some life in it as it's only two years old. Uh, no. No. I don't. I don't. I, I really think... Now, that's not to say that um, that they're going to stop making Switch games when the new Switch comes out. Because I don't think they will. Like, I think, I think like, it'll kind of be... Like, remember when the Switch came out, there was still, like, a six months or maybe even a year of, like, 3DS games coming out? Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be something similar, but but the types of games that came out on the 3DS were not like system seller kind of games, right? Like right. it was like Fire Emblem, it was Metroid Samus Returns, it was games that probably could have afforded to not be on the Switch. And yeah. I think it's going to be the same thing for the Switch 2. Um, and that's why you got stuff like Princess Peach Showtime coming out in the next couple months and not launching for the right. Switch 2. This is kind of the same way where I think that if we do get those ports, which I think we will, of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess HD, it'll come out, I mean, based on how we want the new system to be, it'll be playable on the new system, but I think that they're going to kind of like hurrah and be like, okay, Switch is ending, but hey, yeah. here's some ports. I think you so. Know? I think that's right on the money. Uh, you know what I could see? Like, I, I don't know if Nintendo is is like seriously going to do like a bunch of dual release like like pretty much every playstation game is available on ps4 and ps5 like there's very little that's exclusive just to ps5 i and i think like i guess i could see them doing nintendo doing that where it's like especially if it was a digital only title where they were like here's a remake of oracle of seasons Uh, we're releasing it for switch 2 and for switch Mm -hmm. i could i could see that 
I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I was able to get like a lot of PS4 games for my PS5 because they were doing similar where they yeah. mostly because of, you know, issues with how much was in stock and whatnot, be, not being able to get your hands on a PS5. But it, I feel like it was successful either way. Like that was a good way to manage that issue. And I can see Nintendo being like, yeah, let's manage the issue like that. Because I also can see if the Switch 2 is just going to be a better model of the Switch, some people might not want to switch over right away. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, all right, well, continuing with this uh, line of questioning here, that we got one from Majora Master. Uh, what new feature, both hardware and software related, would you like to see in the next big Nintendo console? Whether it be Switch 2 or something entirely different. As a follow-up, what feature would you not like to see on the new console? Okay, so I've got a feature hardware-wise uh, in okay. mind. I would like to see a complete revamp of the eShop. Because it's a disaster right now. Like it's. What do you mean? Well, like so, you go to the eShop, and there's like there's a, a couple different categories that you can go to to find games. You can go to what's new. You can go to great deals. You can go to uh, featured or whatever it is, and that like that's kind of that. It's just like uh, there's just like a thousand games that's under each of these. So it's like if you're if you're looking for something like for example like in. In the Wii U eShop, I can't believe I'm about to give flowers to the Wii U, but the <laughs> Wii U eShop was was very clearly, like, it was really easy to navigate. Like, there was a section, like, if you want to play Zelda games, here you go. If you want to play Pokemon games, here you go. If you want to play, and, like, if you want to play, like, RPGs, action adventure, like, here you go. Where it's kind of like you go to the Switch in the eShop, and, it, like, if I want to browse a game that's on sale, I go to Great Deals. There's literally like uh, uh, like hundreds of games in there, so like if it's it's overwhelming. There's way too much, and yeah. it's not sorted. It's just it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, that meme where like someone's drinking from a fire hose, and it's just like okay, break it down, make it a little bit more digestible, a little bit mm -hmm. more like easier to navigate and user friendly. Um, that would be that would be something that I hope that they really revamp going forward because it's it's almost unfathomable how messy the eShop actually is to navigate. So off, off the top of my head, that would be something. And, and like, this is, this might be software related too, but like, we gotta, we gotta get voice chat. Like if we're playing online, like it, it is outrageous. Oh outrageous. yeah, you use, like, the app, the NSO app. Yeah. Like I gotta yeah. download some Fakakta app on my phone that uh, barely works. And it's like, it's like, listen, I get that you don't want people swearing in voice chat, but like, come on. Like, this is like, yeah, this is not it. Like, just, just. I just, I I remember back when Animal Crossing first came out and Goo was like, hey, come over to my island. So I go to Goo's island and I'm trying to talk to Goo, <laughs> but we can't talk voice talk, but you can like type stuff in the game and that takes forever. So I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. he was the one who was like, just use the app. And so I like hop on the app, get on the Animal Crossing and I'm typing to Goo. And it goes to my game. And I was like, this is way too much. Like, we're, we could just hop on Discord. <laughs> right. Well, that was going to be my next thing is, like, maybe integrate some actual apps into, you know, into the system. Where mm -hmm. it's, like, integrate Discord. Into, integrate Netflix. That would be nice. You I know? thought they already had Netflix. Don't they have? They did no. it on one of the consoles. They they, they have Wii it on the U. Wii U. But not yeah. the Switch. The only thing they have they on have the YouTube, Switch is YouTube. They have Crunchyroll. I'm. Sh they don't have Netflix. I'm. I'm very positive that they don't. I I'll fact check right now. Okay. Um. Here's mine. I think this is a hardware, maybe software. I don't know. I don't know the difference. But um, one thing that I really liked about the 3DS is the custom 
customization, customability, I don't know, I'm trying to speak words, but they're not working, um, of the, like, the main screen, there was this little game where you can, like, you could, like, it was, like, a crane game, and you could get these stickers for your front, um, your main screen, or you could get backdrops or backgrounds with, uh, game music, and I would get all the Zelda ones on the 3DS, that would be cool, if you could do something like that on the new, I mean, it's Uh, it's literally just, like, dark and, and light right now, right? I kind of see. And then another thing that the PlayStation does is super cool is when you're on a game selection and you haven't clicked to play the game yet, it plays like the game music. That would be cool. Yeah, that yeah, that would be cool. Little, yeah. it's a little things. Um, yeah. Netflix is not available on the Switch. Okay. So that's weird. <laughs> right? Like it's, yeah. it seems it seems very backwards a little bit. Yeah. Um, what features would although, you not like to I'm see? Although I'm okay with that. I don't like Netflix anymore, so it's fine. <laughs> well, okay, but like Netflix or yeah, no, I whatever, get you, I get you. right? Anyways, like, continue. <laughs> uh, what features would I not like to see? I don't know. You know, yeah, you know, I do know actually. You know what I do not want to see come back in any shape or form is like the Wii U gamepad. <laughs> the, the Wii U gamepad, or like any kind of thing where like you have to touch your your screen in order for it to do something. Uh uh-uh. uh, no way. What do you mean? Like, like when you, what, like the Wii U gamepad where you touch stuff? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, like, like I, I don't want to have to, to stop what I'm doing. Like, if I, if I have my hands on the controllers or the Joy-Cons or whatever, I don't want to have to take my hands off and touch, like, you know, a little whatever in order to do something. I don't want to have, like, I hate doing that in, in the 3DS and the DS and the Wii U. And it's just like, dude, I just want, I just want to play my game, man. Maybe I, I, I literally never play handheld, so this has never been a problem for me. So I'm like, what are you talking about? But I, I, you I don't you I don't do it very much on the Switch, to be fair. Okay, okay, but, but you don't want it at all. Okay, no, gotcha. No, anything you don't want. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I do like that when I'm playing Wind Waker on the Wii U uh, gamepad, where you have menu and you could just click it on the menu. You know, just click it on your gamepad and it goes up on the on the big display. I like that. I thought that was cool. Yeah, okay. Um, anything I don't want. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I guess it to piggyback off of what I said that I wanted nothing plain Jane in the menu screen, the main yeah. screen. Just just a little custom. What is that word that I'm trying to say? Customization. Custom- Thank you. Customization. Customizability. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I know that's not a word. I'm trying to say. Uh, here, here's um, another one for free. I don't want any more cloud games. Take those oh, away. I would also like to be able to have multiple save files on a game. Like, you know, Breath of the Wild. If I could keep my 100% and then, like, just open a new game. But in the, my same profile, that would be cool. Hmm. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's keep it going here. This is from Ocarina Holder 52 This is a very important question. What is your favorite Doritos flavor? I answered this in uh, in our Discord chat, actually. <laughs> and my answer was Cool Ranch Doritos, so the blue bag. And what I was saying <laughs> is that uh, is that in Canada, we only have like the regular-sized bags of Cool Ranch Doritos. Uh, we do not have the family-sized bags that you guys have in America. So um, that is a, is a shame. And, uh, and I wish that we did have that. Cause I actually, I in fact bought a bag of Doritos last night. And when I, when I buy Doritos, I usually buy like the big family bag. And the only one that we have available is the regular, like OG flavor red bag or sweet chili. And I don't really like sweet chili. So I, I don't buy those. So definitely cool ranch. Jalapeno is solid. 
of, of course, original Dorito is a classic. You can't go wrong with that. But something about Cool Ranch that just hits different. Yeah. I fought for having this this answered in our in our, in their actually podcast because we <laughs> did talk about this in the Discord, but I thought it'd be fun to talk about. I like Cool Ranch too; it's my favorite. I don't like nacho cheese whatsoever. I know a lot no. of people like oh. a fight between nacho cheese and it's too rich Cool Ranch. Ugh, I don't like it. Um, salsa verde, which I think is jalapeno. I don't know. I think it's they're both the same. Green bag. Um, yeah, green bag. Yeah, yeah. Those are I like those a lot, and um. I also brought up in the Discord that I saw a hot mustard flavor, but I haven't tried it yet. Wow. I'm willing to try it. You know what? We had a dill pickle Dorito flavor for a hot minute, and I and I think it. it's discontinued now. Yeah. It wasn't That's that good, thing. but it, it made me... Pickle flavored chips are decent. I think, like, when they're potato chips, they're fine. Yeah. I love dill pickle. Yeah, I get yeah. dill pickle chicken wings if I go out and I see them on the menu. Weird. Okay. It, it's like it's like a it's like a rub that they put on. I've been yeah. I've been to some places there's like ketchup flavor, there's like dill pickle all dressed. Just dip your wing in ketchup. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's here's what you Americans don't understand about ketchup chips. The ketchup no, like no, it's I not love like a, ketchup chips. Well then you know better than anyway. It doesn't taste like ketchup. It's like a spice I mean, that you put on. I guess the 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 one that I tried, it literally tasted like fresh made hash browns with ketchup on it. All right, I guess I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure that ketchup tastes like ketchup, so. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, cool, cool ranch. What was your official answer? Cool ranch. Cool ranch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool ranch all the way. Um, which is funny because my wife hates cool ranch. She does not like I them at all, cool ranch. which is kind of why I, I like to get them because then she doesn't eat them. <laughs> that's funny. I love it when you're like going through the bag and then you get that one that's like you're like, oh, my God, you know, this is going to be a good chip yes. because it's so coated. Like, those are the best. Yeah, you remember that big bag I bought at the marathon? Like that, that, that thing was, lasted like okay. like six hours. We were in a house with like 30 plus people. So it's understandable that that bag was gone. I'm just saying everybody loves Cool Ranch. Everybody loves it. All right, Ocarina of Time has, or Ocarina Holder rather, has another couple questions here. Uh, what is your favorite Breath of the Wild slash Tears of the Kingdom region, and why? Can I guess yours? Um, yeah. Whatever region uh, Mount Satori is in. Yeah. What is that? Is that uh, is that uh, Hebrew? I don't know. Mountain Grudo region. Highlands. No, it's in between all those. It's like the Highland region, hmm. or maybe not the Highland region. I don't know what region it's called. I, to be honest, I only really like that mountain in that region. The rest is kind of like, meh, it's okay. It's got that one spot where in Breath of the Wild, it's like impossible to get up that tower because all the Lizalfos and Wizrobes in the mm. water and they're like electric type. That's that tower. But I just like the Satori region, but or the Satori mountain. But if it was like a region I had to choose, I don't know. I kind of like, kind of like Hebra, I think. I, like I agree. I, I think that's your favorite, right? Yeah, there's something about it that's just kind of like peaceful, very barren, very isolated, very yeah, very peaceful. I wasn't thinking of those sad things. I was. <laughs> I I, I kind of like it. I feel like it adds a little. Like I always, whenever I picture Hebrew in my mind, I picture it at night, and I picture like just all these mountains and like plains and snow and stuff like that. Um, but I feel I was, like the caves really changed the regions too. Yeah. And the Heba region has this really pretty mushroom cave, and it's like probably my favorite yeah. spot. Yeah, yeah, that was it's, cool. Aside from Satori, that's probably like one of my new favorite spots in Zelda. Um, yeah, I I agree. I think uh, 
I think Kibra would have been my answer, but maybe in the, the purpose of just saying something different. I like, oh God, I can't remember what it's called now, but like the, um, uh, like Farron region, like at the bottom, like on the coast. Oh yeah. Like the rainforesty kind of. What's, what's it? What's the region actually called? It's Farron. Yeah. Is it, I thought it was like Nicole, Nicolda or Nicola. Oh, Nicluda. Nicluda. There Nicluda we go. is, I'm pretty sure Nicluda is above with like Kakariko village and Hateno. Oh yeah. Not that. Okay. Then, then Farron. Something about the jungle yep. that, uh, that I like. Elden is also really cool, especially without all the lava and tears. Um, I went farming for all the rare ore deposits before I knew about the duplication glitch. That was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, all right, let's uh, let's keep on going. Ocarina Holder has one last question. If Nintendo made a 4K RTX ray tracing, 60 FPS, etc. capable console, and they could only remake one Zelda game for it, what is your game of choice? And it has to be a game before Breath of the Wild. I don't know. I think we have the same answer. Yeah, I mean, probably Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I That's guess That's hard. So. Like, you just, <laughs> they just have the souped up console. What would you, what game would you remake? And I... I mean, like, I feel like my answer would be none. Just make a new, make a new Zelda game that can, like, yeah. fully take advantage of all these features. Yeah, I agree. I'm over these, re I'm going to get on my Disney here. I'm over these remakes. Just make something new. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much, right? Like, a remake <laughs> is fine as, like, a, a placeholder to hold you over for mm -hmm. something else yeah but yeah, i i fine. find that like these remakes they taste good but they're getting they fill you up less and less as they as they come along you know yeah it was like super exciting when we started getting remakes and then and like 10 years ago but now it's kind of like i would like a remake of this game but i don't want it to be the main course yeah absolutely uh yeah 4k 60 fps faces <laughs> of evil. evil there we go that's yes. the one that we tingles <laughs> rosy rupee land is actually the answer okay <laughs> Uh, this is from Mew D Dini. I feel like I butcher Mew's name every single time we ever do a fan Q&A. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry for that. Uh, what is your guys' theory on where the past takes place in the timeline? Oh, boy. I think I answered this earlier yeah. when we were talking about the timeline. If you, Breath of the Wild, you've got the present, and then you've got 10,000 years ago with the first calamity. Everything in the timeline takes place way before that. This is, like, way, way in the past. That's it. That's the answer. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'll just piggyback off your answer there, because cool. I, I feel like my answer is like I. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, <laughs> Dan's Awakening. Here is my question: What type of game, genre, or style would you want the next Zelda spinoff to be like? I want Trombone Hero, but like with ocarinas. <laughs> So we that have another awesome. question coming up in a bit, and I was like, I know what Andy's answer to this is going to be, and it's going to be related <laughs> to that dumb trombone game. <laughs> oh, man. Cool. I, that same dinner where I was, that guy was asking me about Tears of the Kingdom, I was trying to explain to them about Trombone Hero, and I was like, you got to see this thing. It looks unbelievable. <laughs> dumb. Um, uh, I think like an, like an RPG. I mean, that's... I've always wanted a Zelda RPG. It, yeah, and it could be like a, like a Final Fantasy, like turn-based. It could be... Um, mm -hmm. it could be a tactical kind of RPG. I don't know that I'd really want like a, like a Skyrim style RPG. I think I'd rather either turn-based or, uh, or yeah, tactics, I, I agree. I I'd like to see more, something more strategic. I really like what I'm playing right now is Baldur's Gate three. Still, um, it's a long game. Um, I really like the strategy of the turn base. It's very similar to, uh, Fire Emblem three houses. Um, that kind of combat style, and I'm having so much fun with it because there's so many like 
strategic ways of doing things. I think that would be so fun to do with some Zelda characters. Like you just have a party and right. strategically try to take on some enemies. I think that would be a lot of fun in a spinoff game. I would be remiss if I also didn't say I would love to see a Zelda Metroidvania. I mean, that would mm. be awesome. I, I would go nuts for that. Um <laughs> I mean, pretty much, though, like, you know, they could announce anything. I would have never, ever, ever picked a rhythm game. And I love Cadence of Hyrule. Like, I, mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. And uh, so, like, any anything almost. Like, I, I'm down to try anything. Um, so, yeah. All right. Uh, Kenedict Bumberbatch. What's your <laughs> out-of-pocket idea for the next Zelda game? Something you'd never expect, that is. Uh, ah. We are cyberpunk episode. <laughs> yeah oh man that would go so hard that would be so awesome yeah i really like final fan i haven't finished final fantasy 7 yet because Baldur's gate came out but i really like how like futuristic that game feels while still being fantasy let's do something like that or uh like uh jack and daxter oh man cyberpunk would be so good you know what's you know what i've been reading actually you remember the uh, calamitous release of Cyberpunk 2077 in 2020? Yeah. I heard that that game's actually kind of good now. It pulled like a No Man's yeah. Sky, and it's got yeah, kind of good. Yeah, it's on my two playlists now. Um, I'm excited about that one. I think if they release like a definitive edition with like all the content and stuff, I, I would actually pick it up because like that's my jam. Yeah. That's my aesthetic. I, I love that. Yeah, man, Cyberpunk Zelda would be so good. Good answer. Good answer. That's the answer. Definitely. <laughs> Ganon Corp. That was a sick pitch. We should we should <laughs> do a sequel to that. Yeah. Um, if you haven't if you haven't listened to that episode, by the way, I encourage you to go check it out in the Zeldcast archives. Uh, lots of good ideas there, if I do say so myself. Um, okay, Torin Gaming. I have another Q and A question. What armor sets in Tears of the Kingdom do you think actually work in real life? Uh, I.e., minor set glows because of lights, where the Flame Breaker armor has no ventilation. Uh... I I don't know, my dude. I, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm i not sure. I feel like probably none of them are, are that practical, <laughs> to be to be I honest. I feel like the one that's the most practical that feels real life, and it's because my brother Colton does rock climbing, is that the mount, the, the climbing gear looks very much like my brother when he yeah, goes okay. rock climbing. Yeah. And, like, if it gave me the ability to climb rocks <laughs> or climb mountains, I think that would be super cool. But it looks, it just looks the most, I don't know, uh, just like it works. Um, yeah, so, sorry, that's not much of an answer, but uh, th- there <laughs> it is. I want to get, I want to do one more question from Torin, and then we're going to move on. Um, uh, he asks, another question, I've been listening to Hello Hyrule, and they keep talking about the theory that Queen Goma is Link's mom, cursed by the Lost Woods. What do you guys think of this theory? Do you think it could be true? First of all, I want to say that... Uh, what is it? September? And I think in a couple weeks, you're going to see me on an episode of uh, Hello, Hyrule. Uh, nice. So I look forward to that. Uh, you know, I mean, I it's probably not it's probably not true. There's probably nothing to it. But it's also, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I, I guess it's fun to think of or whatever. I, I think the Great Deku Tree is pretty explicit saying that, like, Link's mom died, though, in her arms. Yeah, right? if this is, like, Ocarina of Time, even if, like, she got lost in the woods, she would turn into a Stalfos. Yeah. Um... But I kind of get where the idea comes from. Yep. I've never heard that theory, though. That's interesting. No, I never have either. I asked if there was more to it, and they said not really. Um, so, I mean, oh, cool. you know, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of neat. Um, all right, let's go to one from Critical Mimic. 
If you could permanently fuse one item to the master sword that would never break off unless you defuse it, what would it be? Ooh. What's the most powerful thing in the game? I don't know about the most powerful, but I really like when I fuse uh, the light dragon's horn mm. to the master sword. That's my answer. I think I would have went for like a Gleok part or something myself. A little bit sinister, you know? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm wearing like white today and you're wearing black. <laughs> yeah. This is from Emoot. How, how is your day going in terms of a Zelda game situation? For example, my day is going as good as post Ganondorf in Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> Just gloom everywhere. <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you think, Al? I don't know. I mean, today is like, <laughs> okay, I, I got one. Today is like Link from Faces of Evil when he's like, I'm so bored. I wonder what Ganon's up to. <laughs> <laughs> Not right now, but recording, but usually Sundays are pretty boring for me. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. My day is, uh, you know, I, I've had, uh, it was, it was like a frustrating day yesterday and this morning a little bit with, with my family. So, my day is uh, kind of like Four Swords Adventures when it realizes that it's never getting off the GameCube. Ever. Oh, no. Ever. Um, all right. Lavish Lex. Good name, Lavish Lex. You think a new Zelda game will drop soon after the Switch 2, or do you think it's a new game or a remake? And if it's a remake, which game do you think will be remade for the Switch 2? Great question. So, to touch on my theory from last week... That not as many people pooped on as I thought would. But I firmly believe there's going to be a new open world 3D Zelda in 2026. Assuming that this the Switch 2 launches next year. Which I think is a safe assumption. Okay. Now, I think that... I think that there will be a Zelda game before. Before the new open world 3D Zelda. I think it'll probably be a remake and I think it'll probably be the Oracle games. Okay. Um, but I think that there's a possibility to, like I said before, they could potentially pull like a link between worlds and do like a like a quasi-sequel. Let's just call it they make like Oracle of Secrets, for example. It's it's kind of like a sequel, but it's like it's new. Like I think that could be on the table as well. I think it'd be developed by Grezzo. I think it'll play similarly to Link's Awakening. Maybe not look necessarily the same with the art style, but like I think that's what we're going to get to hold us over until the next... 3D Zelda game comes, and I really think that's why you're not getting DLC for Tears of the Kingdom, because they know that they got this new console coming out, and they know that they need a killer Zelda game for it. So, mm -hmm. Okay. I feel like that's a good answer. If we're getting a remake, it would probably be the Oracles. Um, maybe Switch 2 is a perfect time. We've been saying this since Switch, but like, is a perfect time for Four Swords Adventures. I don't know. Especially if they do voice, like, they finally get the voice chat in there. That'd be cool. Um... But, yeah, I'm I'm kind of in agreement where it might be a while before we see, like, it's not going to launch with the Switch 2, but we see the next, like, mainline Zelda title, console title, um, open world 3D, etc. But I wouldn't be opposed to getting a, a remake or a port in the next couple of years as we wait. Yeah, I think it'll happen. Because um, I think, yeah, I, I think that they need, I think they need some kind of Zelda representation for the first, like, year or so. And, and if they do that, that also gives them a little bit more breathing time to get the next 3D Zelda out as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, we'll see. And and what's Grezzo been up to? Like, I, I have no idea. They haven't, you know. True. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, mm -hmm. I have to believe that they're doing something. 
So we'll see, I guess. Okay, uh, we only got a few more here, so let's uh, let's go through these, and then we're gonna jam out of here. This is from Quantum Dog. What is the best NPC in the whole series, excluding <laughs> all iter incarnations of Link, Zelda, and Ganon? So we first of all have to to establish that unfortunately Tingle is a playable character, so he is out. Oh, okay. Should we should we also include the uh, like Impa? Like, does that count? She's kind of a yeah. playable character. He is a playable character. I, mean, I guess Cadence of Hyrule doesn't count. Oh, I was thinking of the Hyrule Warriors games. Well, I'd be, but then, like, everybody's, uh... Not true. I, like, I think okay. Bolson is, like, the best NPC. <laughs> Bolson is pretty sweet. Um, or you got, like, uh, maybe people really like the Happy Mass Salesman. That's not yeah, my choice. Yeah, but, like, you know, those, you're right. There, there's plenty of NPCs. You're right. Groose would be would be up there. Yeah, Groose is, Groose is chill. You know... I feel like an NPC, though, to me, Al, is, is kind of like... Like, Groose feels, like, a little bit too important to be an NPC. And I would say borderline Happy Mask Salesman as well. Like, NPC kind of implies to me, like... definition of NPC is just non-playable character. Yeah, like, like by, by the letter of the law, like, those are those are NPCs, of course. But, like... Flower I guess, Blight. <laughs> like, that, that to me feels like an NPC, where it's, like, yeah, I not, get what you're not, like, super important to the, to the narrative. Like, generally stays in the same spot, you know, like, not... Not a lot of agency. You know who yeah. I always really loved is the uh, the construction foreman. He's just like <laughs> these lazy guys are running around. Every like, there's something about him yeah. that just is charming to me. <laughs> yeah, you probably wouldn't like to work for him in real life, though. No. Um, <laughs> it also sounds like he's a rough dad. <laughs> um, no, I think I'm gonna stick with Bolson, even though Bolson kind of like I don't know, not remember, didn't remember me that much in tears. I still love him. I still yeah. think he's yeah, that did hurt a little bit. I yeah. still think he's great. I still try to emulate him when I do my eyeliner every morning. It's he's great. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a good answer. Both look at that. Both of us picking uh, the construction type. Oh yeah, the, uh, you know. There's something about those construction men in Zelda. Yeah, you know they 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 work with their hands like real men. You know. <laughs> also, Bolson's got his like signature dance. It's great. Actually, yeah, like the the ting. Yeah, Bolson. Bolson's pretty sick. Um, okay, this is a question specifically for me that we can't ask you because you haven't played it, Allison. Uh, so Quantum Dog says for Andy, Ocarina of Time or the first Metroid Prime. I feel like my answer would not be Ocarina of Time. So Metroid Prime it. is one of my favorite games of all time. However, oh. the answer is is Ocarina of Time every day, okay. all day. Yay. Ocarina of Time is just on a different level than all, the really only is. other game that you could put on the same kind of level as Ocarina of Time for me would be Super Metroid. And uh, I really like that game, but it, I didn't think it was better than Ocarina. So. Well, yeah, it's, it kind of depends on, like, when... Like, it was a formulative game for me, mm -hmm. um, as was Ocarina of Time. But, but Ocarina of Time, that's just, like... It's almost unfair how much I love that game, like, in, in comparison <laughs> to everything else. Like, I don't know that yeah. anything will ever beat it. Um, so, yeah. Okay, uh, this is from Warren. Why do you think Zelda cut her hair? New start to her life. Yeah, why not? I feel like that's pretty... That's a pretty standard reason to cut... Like that, people cut their hair is usually, um, you know, it's like a symbol. It symbolizes you starting in the next chapter in your life. Are you I'm gonna cut my to hair. Say you need to cut your hair. Like I, I'm, Andy, gonna, I'm gonna cut my Andy. hair. Like then the next couple days. Like this is ridiculous. So it's you <laughs> and know. he's over here pulling his hair out of his beanie. <laughs> um, yeah, it, she just she 
had to be stuck with the calamity for a hundred years and like yeah. before that her dad wasn't very supportive and she was really like distraught not being able to get her ceiling power activated i just think she was at a new point in her life where she was running hyrule running around helping people and she was like one this is probably too much in the way my long hair and two she's like this is the next start of my next chapter in life so yep totally you know sometimes it's just like uh you're just you're you're feeling a little bit like like almost like discontent and you're like for me i'm just like you know what i'm gonna shave you know i'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna i'm gonna shave or, or maybe i'm gonna grow a beard or i'm gonna get a haircut and it's like the little things that that you can do that uh or you know i'm gonna get a tattoo or something right like um <laughs> that's a little I, more permanent <laughs> yeah i could i could see that though like you know yeah i could definitely see that yeah. um all right let's keep it going here this is from uh our, our old pal ewan crombie your ideal zelda dinner party which five characters are you inviting let's each pick uh, two and then we'll we'll collaborate on the on the fifth okay uh, that was from Ewan? I think I'm so. Confused. He's cracking um, on Twitter, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I would say the first two that popped in my head were Groose and Bolson, because we recently talked about them. So, Groose and Bolson. Okay, Tingle is in. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a weird dinner. <laughs> uh, who else? Maybe, does Twin Rova count as one or two? We're going to count him as one. One. Twin Rova. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I mean, I, it kind of feels like you got to invite Link in a way, doesn't it? Your ideal Zelda dinner party. I guess, yeah, I would just would assume that Link and Zelda would already be there. Like, who are your who are your extras that you're bringing? Okay. Um, we got one more. What do you think? Uh, I think I'm going to invite the Skull Kid. He needs some friends. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. You're you're right. He he does need uh, he needs some love. Yeah. yeah. Somebody suggested we invite Aster. No. <laughs> maybe if we're like. Oh my god. Maybe if we're like poisoning the, the food. Like, <laughs> he'd be creepy in the corner. <laughs> He's just like I'm going to revive. Oh, Aster's allergic to peanuts. Here, I made you a sandwich. Eat it. <laughs> I promise it's got no peanut butter secretly packed in. <laughs> That's how I'm gonna oh die god. one day for sure. Um. <laughs> all right. Two more questions left, Al. And then we'll get out of here. This is from our pal Count Blazemore. And they say, I have not played Twilight Princess, A Link Between Worlds, Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks, or any of the multiplayer games. Which of these should be ported to Switch first so I can play it? Well, I kind of feel like the time for ports is probably drawing to a close rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's just assume that it, you know this continues with the Switch too. Uh, you know, I, I would say, looking at that list, probably the most important game you haven't played yet is Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one, but, you know, like, I, I feel like, like, Twilight Princess is still, like, kind of available. Like, if you, like, if you really want to play Twilight Princess, you could probably find a cheap Wii U, and you could probably find a cheap copy of that game. I, not from what I've seen, that game's expensive oh, okay. now. All right. Yeah. Well, so Twilight Princess, I hope that it I hope that it gets ported. But I actually I think my answer would be Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks cuz I I think that those games could like really use like if they got ported, I would imagine that there would be a lot of significant touch-ups. Yeah, cuz it's like you can't just use a stylus on the on the Switch. No. You know. So, 
the, yeah. I think, man, if those games got ported and and they, they just got rid of... Like, you could just control Link normally. And mm-hmm. maybe they they up-resed the graphics a little bit and made them look less, <laughs> like, awful. Because, I, I mean, like, well, they do. Like, they look... You know, you know when you're, you know when you have a picture. Let's say that you have a nice picture of of Toon Link. It's 500 pixels by 500 pixels. You go to MS Paint and you grab the corner and you shrink it down to 100 pixels by 100 pixels, and it looks like garbage because it's it's like super small. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's let's call it what it is. That that's what Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks look like. So like, if it got like up-res and it just it controlled normally, man, that those would just have a whole new lease on life. They really would. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, the answer is Twilight Princess, just because that's the most likely. But if they decide to do some 3DS in the NSO, like they have with the Game Boy, etc., um, then all th- the other three would be likely. Like a Link Between Worlds could get on there pretty easily. And then mm-hmm. if they're going to redo, I wouldn't say redo, but they would have to do like some Skyward Sword level uh, updates to the uh, the 2DS games. Yeah. Then I could see those going on there too, and I would love that, but... That's a lot of work, and that's a lot of commitment. I don't know if Nintendo thinks those games are worth it. I mean, like, I guess on one hand, though, like, you're you're kind of running out of games to to remaster and re-release, mm-hmm. right? Like, like... Uh, that would be a good one. Those would be good for Grezzo to work on, I think. They would be, like, really yeah. good. Like, that... I would actually probably prefer Phantom Hourglass and Spear Tracks over the Oracle games. And, and I think the Oracles would be awesome, but, like... Mm-hmm. You know, those, again, those games are very playable. They're very, uh, and they're available as well, like right Mm -hmm. now on NSO. Like you can play them and they're still fun and they're still great. And I, and I think that the, I think the DS games could use a little bit more, a little bit more work. And I think that if they got that work, they'd they'd be completely different, completely Mm -hmm. different. Um, So yeah, you should probably play Twilight Princess though. Is, is the answer <laughs> yeah <laughs> and hopefully we see those uh hopefully we see those multiplayer games in some form or fashion because yep. all those need is just like literally online multiplayer and they're they're probably mm-hmm. good to go so okay here we go <laughs> this is from mac uh breath of the wild re-release on the super switch seems a given after the recent rumors right a souped up anniversary version in 2027 like skyward sword perhaps more likely than a free cheap upgrade if you ask me um I don't see that as a given. I don't see it as a given either. So what they're referring to is uh, allegedly behind closed doors at GamesCon, Nintendo showed off a a uh, demo. Uh, it was really just a hardware demo of a really graphically upgraded version of Breath of the Wild. Oh. And, and that, that's what they're referring to. So... No, I, I, I don't think it's a, it's a given, actually. Because, like, if you remember, they did the same thing with the Wii U. They had that, that tech demo with Link fighting Goma. They had the Space World tech demo way back when in 2000. That, you know, none of those really panned out into the next game. Um, you know, it, like, it, I don't know. It makes sense that they would uh, keep up with the tradition of re-releasing Breath of the Wild. Uh, or, I'm sorry, re-releasing a Zelda game, like, 10 years after for an anniversary. But, like... I kind of feel like Breath of the Wild doesn't need it right now. Yeah, especially after Tears. Um, yeah, I know. If, I know it's been almost seven years, but sometimes it doesn't feel like it's been that long. Like when when Skyward Sword HD came out, I was like, "Yeah, it's been a long time. We need this game." Yeah, and it's been ten years, but for some reason, it's still like it still feels like Breath of the Wild is only like two or three years old to me. And I think that's because Tears is just like the same world, just more. I think you so, know that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think so, you, you would have a hell of a time convincing people to go back to that world again, unless again, you really added something. I think a lot of people have agreed that it's like hard to go back and play Breath of the Wild after playing Tears. So yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a given. Um, if they were just, you know, showing them more than likely, my guess is they were like, look at what our new system can do for an yep. open world game like Breath of the Wild. Not, oh, we're doing this because we're going to re-release it on the new Switch. Yep, I agree. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think you're, I think you're right. I think you nailed it. It's like we, we just kind of got like our upgraded Breath of the Wild in a sense, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm not itching to revisit it in 2027 unless unless it's like drastically, drastically different. But I don't mm-hmm. know how they or how or what or why they could they yeah. would do that. I think by 2027, which is what I think is more realistic for the next 3D open world Zelda game. Um, than 2026, but I understand your point for that. Um, I would, at that time, I'd be like, where's my next Zelda game? You know, God, that sounds really entitled, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not looking for a game that I've been playing for the last 10 years. I'm looking for the next Zelda game. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay, well, that's the end of our questions. Thank you to everyone for writing in and, and tweeting at us and joining our Discord, getting in on the conversation. Uh, we love doing shows like this for this exact reason. They're easy to do, they're fun to do. And we get to talk about a lot of different things. So uh, once again, thank you to everyone for writing in. Uh, We are going to jam out of here. What you got going on the rest of the day, Al? Baldur's Gate. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Metroid Prime 3. Maybe some laundry (laughs) and food prep, but (laughs) not a Um, lot. All right. Well, there it is, folks. Uh, Just a quick note to anyone that does watch us on Twitch. Uh, We're going to be streaming on Saturday next week instead instead of Sunday. So just FYI, we'll, we'll tweet out the link when we do it. But uh, keep that in mind if you are wanting to check us out. And you should check us out because we, we stream every week over on twitch.tv forward slash the Zeldcast. And we had a, a fun little chat before we started the show proper this week. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, check us out. Uh, of course, we want you to check us out over on Twitter uh, at the Zeldcast, at Spateri316, at Allison Aletha. We're also over on Blue Sky as well. Uh, all the same socials, same handles there. So... I, I feel like potentially we could be migrating to Blue Sky pretty quickly if things keep going the way they're going with Twitter. So, uh, you know, make sure that if, you, uh, if you're if you on there, you're following us. And if you're not and need an invite code, I have an extra one or two. So hit me up. And, and if I have one, I'll, I'll be happy to share. Um, and, of course, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Like, subscribe, rate, review, uh, comment, all that fun stuff. We love to see it. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's all she wrote. Of course, one last plug. We're over on Patreon. Uh, we're releasing the Zeltcast Top 10s. In fact, Sam and I are going to record an episode of the Spateri Reviews today. Uh, actually, like right after we're done here. So that's going to be coming out uh, pretty pretty quickly. So yeah. Um, all right. That's it, everybody. That's all she wrote. We're going to be back next week. So until then, take care and we will see you then. <laughs>